Hello. Welcome to the very first episode of, of It's Probably Fine. <laughs> we did it. We're here. Nice. We're living. We are living. It took us maybe, how long have we been doing this? A month and a half? Yeah, it's been a long Since time. the conception of this idea. Since we put our penises into each other's vaginas. Vaginas. And we hatched this. Love child. I feel really excited. And uh, so the name was decided on about an hour ago, Mm -hmm. if if Mm -hmm. we're being uh, gentle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rachel did come up with the name. I will give you props on the podcast, and it blew me away. I was shooting out what I thought was fire, fire names today, brainstorming. I was getting dog shit back. And then Rachel's like... I have okay. Sorry, Derek. Don't fucking look at me like that. Derek <laughs> had some good ideas too. Derek is my husband. Derek is Rachel's husband. Yes, we, should explain we don't things. even know who we are. They don't know. know who we are. Ooh. Well, here we sorry, go. You can finish your 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 um story uh, real quick because I'm talking about your awesome idea. No, just because I <laughs> felt like I cut you off and I'm trying really hard not to do that. In my life. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm nervous now that I have the floor, but Ooh. Rachel had a really good idea and I thought I was spitting like fire names all day today and she was giving me absolutely nothing back and then she's like I have a really good podcast name but I have to tell you in person I had to which is really indicative of how she does a lot of things and she likes to dangle these sweet sweet little (sighs) morsels over my head and then I'm tortured all day I like to let them stew (laughs) but it was worth it it's high risk high reward either it's yeah, it, yeah. Either it's really it's a good thing or it's really bad, and I'm like, wow, I feel fucking stupid. Right. And then I'm always <laughs> worried. I'm like, what if it is something which is rare, if ever, that I don't like something you have to say, but then I have to like worry about my reaction and letting you down in this, and nah. that's something I never want to do. No, not the limit does not exist. It's so fine. you found yourself here. My name is Brooke. I exist as a woman in this world, <laughs> and I'm here with. My soup snake. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think that was going to be that funny. Um, Are you okay? I am. I'm just really happy right now because I love doing this. So I am Rachel. And uh, I, I. Rachel's a woman too. Yeah. I am. We are best friends and soulmates. Yeah. And we just really like having fun and it, with each other. Not sexually. Sexual. Tragically. <laughs> Tragically, we are heterosexual. Yes, we are. But uh, on a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Sexuality is fluid. Let's be real. Um, what was I going to say? Were you going to say something about you? No. I was. Oh, I was going to say that um, we have been friends. Oh, right, right. Uh, since 2004 uh-huh. to 2020 right now, the worst year of the world. Uh-huh. And if your basically. friendship can survive 2020. It can survive anything. It's like a cockroach. Exactly. We just, um, yes, we're, th- we're living. It's a cockroach friendship. Um, but yeah, no, we've been friends since freshman year of high school. Um, we went through college somewhat together slash apart depending on where I was going to college um but but yeah that that is where and our our lives have just so disgustingly intertwined with mm-hmm. each other that in the best and we're way. so happy about it we right are. Dee? 
<laughs> and our husband Derek is here with us. Yeah, We've we all married. three got married. How long have we been married? Five years on Saturday. Five. Oh my gosh. That's right. Happy anniversary to you. Sorry. Nailed it. Nailed it. That, <laughs> that should be our opener. Happy anniversary? No, I don't know. It's not about your marriage here. It's not welcome. Our marriage. You're fucking right. <laughs> what are you getting me? Not yeah. one year have I gotten a fucking gift on our anniversary. We have neglected our wife. <laughs> Derek, egg on my face. On August 22nd, 2015. 15. I don't do math. That's fine. I'm in mental health. Uh, <laughs> we all got married against Derek's Our will. hearts joined as one. He did not consent. Anywho, so we're really happy to be here today. Yeah. We've spent the last month and a half kind of trying to figure out what direction we want to go. We still don't really know, but yeah. at least today we have a topic. So hopefully we can hold you know your interest. What? You guys are coming on this journey with us. That's why we had <laughs> yeah. a very uh, umbrella name called It's Probably Fine. Because it probably is. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't think it's fine. It it's probably gonna, is it's fine. It's probably fine. It's probably going to be Maybe fine. not now. Maybe a little bit later. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. And it's you probably know what? fine. There have been times before where it was fine and it will be fine again. Yeah. And we're here to sit with you through the tragedy and just remind you. It's, it's probably, probably fine. fine. <sighs> It fits. Crushed it. Fucking crushed it. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers bitch. We're cheersing. Hang on. Come here, you ah! devil log. Little, little couch log. All right. I really want to get into the topic because I feel like if we don't, then we you know will veer off into fucking oblivion and people this, are here for it. This is the first time I felt very confident in this topic. I'm nervous. I hope mine are good. No, it's just something that I, that, no, it's just something I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. because I think about... Do you want to just bring up the topic? Yeah. So Rachel and I are trying to decide what we want our topic to be and kind of just like our niche and it might change over time. So just, again, you're with us on this journey. You're here for the banter. Right. Yeah. Bitch. (laughs) Just remember, it's probably fine. If you hate one episode, it doesn't mean that you're going to hate them all. They might not all be for you, but we are both in mental health and uh, we're both women. We identify as women. And so something that we're really passionate about is women's issues. And so I feel like a lot of our topics are going to veer to that. And that leads us to what we just wanted to start out with and just see kind of how it all shakes out. Yes. So the topic for today is... Do it up. (laughs) Drum roll, please. Butt boy. Drum roll. Butt boy. Drum roll. Drum roll. All right. Let's Nailed it. Thank Things you, Derek. Shaking. Things Nailed I it. wish someone would have said to me when I was a teenager. Boom. And that's how we're going to start out. So Rachel and I kind of took the day and kept a note of, kind of took yeah. a trip down memory lane to the very, <laughs> very dark places, the dark times, the dark ages of, of being a teenager. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to share some of those with you. We're going to talk about them. And if we get listeners, something that I I haven't even told Rachel this, you guys thought about it today. I thought it would be really cool if we had listeners that wrote in and said, here's what I wish someone would have told me. And then we can also do a follow-up episode (sighs) of all the shit that we missed. Because we're going to miss a lot. This is our subjective experience. Love that so much. And it's viewer engagement. Because, well, it's not even that. I just... I want to hear other people's 
knowledge that they gain from really shitty years of yes. teenage life. Some people have great teenage lives and then so move move along. Like share this, this is not painful for you. Experience. This is not for you. <laughs> but I just love hearing other people's perspectives about this mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't know. I just want to get any tidbit. Uh, that's just, I just, I'm more of a sponge type of person. Mm-hmm. I want to get any tidbit of information I can get from other people. And We're I'm here like, for the collective huh, baby. Haven't thought of that or, oh my gosh, never framed it in that way or 10,000 other ways I can say it. Mm-hmm. But yes, no, mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear a different, a community of voices. Yes. And the community doesn't even exist yet, but I already love all of you. Yeah, I know. Every single last flaming one of you. Currently talking to my cat. <laughs> Margie is Margie, our first guest. Margie's a Margie. fatty patty. And so she's wow. just hanging out. Margie's our first guest. This is wonderful. Welcome. Oh, welcome. Welcome, fatty. Welcome, fatty patty. First of all, okay, hang on. Should we clarify? We are not fat phobic. Just in no, case that I, is not a that is not an insult. No, she just we're health at every size, baby. We're intuitive we, eating, and we'll get uh, into that later. Yes, we. I just like to give uh, my cat some some trouble because her food drags pa- the ground. She's pretty pathetic. I think that's that's mostly it. She. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now, but I is that grind bad. culture speaking to you? Like, I, is grind culture saying? Margie should be working harder. No. She's not working hard enough. Derek's nodding his fucking head. She's working as hard as a cat does. Yeah, Derek, don't get caught up in capitalism. Tell me what she does as a house cat that she should change. Listen. Derek, she shits in the litter box and pees in the litter box. What more could you ask for? Mine don't do that. You should be fucking grateful. Guess what? She doesn't have any mat. Derek, get she over is here. Always clean. Get over here and say you're fucking sorry. Does she yell at us for breakfast? Yeah. But she yelled at us I'm for hungry. lunch that she doesn't get. Yeah. Does she yell at us for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> does she play off of both of us thinking the other one doesn't know that they already fed me? Yeah. She does that too. <laughs> She's real fucking smart. Wait, hang on. We, but we love her because she is authentic. I will also tell you. I cut you off, but I, will I don't know. Also, where I'm tell about. you, she is the equivalent of a weighted blanket for me for mm. my anxiety. Mm. So I love every fucking ounce. Margie, my little fupa baby. That's a that's our baby. I love okay. okay, so sorry. I'm going to take it back to I it. know I got to take a Snapchat. I always do a little snap video uh, of us starting the podcast. And I feel like we've got a couple people that I have on Snapchat. They're really excited to listen. And, and that gives me a lot of uh, fuel. It feels like someone's cradling my heart and just giving me like a gentle squeeze. Like every this every is what you're supposed then. to be doing. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are going to be part of this video. So you probably aren't going to receive it unless you're one of the but one of the save chosen. It, and then I'll we can... save it. Hello and welcome to the very first uh, episode of our podcast. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's probably I fine. Hate Rachel, don't say that. Should we start it over again? No. <laughs> Rachel wants to just start the video over. Sorry, I'm not I just doing didn't that. Like that. No, I love every part of you physically. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Okay, bye. Okay. So, and we're back. 
So yes. we're going to get back on topic because we really hit a stride there. And we had to just derail for a second because we had to take a Snapchat video. Kind of regret it. It's okay, though. It's a memory. <laughs> um, so we introduced the topic, which is things I wish someone had said to me as a teenage girl. Yes. And Rachel is really excited. I'm kind of nervous because I think Rachel's are going to be better than mine. But if that's the case, then we will scrap this video because I can't handle when she's funnier than me. So... <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and start us off? Do you want me to start you off? Yes, but can I tell you how I would like to conduct this? Absolutely. I fully welcome it. I would like to read it as if you were the adult saying it to your teenage self. Because I need to practice talking to myself compassionately. Okay. And so I want you to say it as if you were an adult saying it to your teenage self. Okay. Why is the first thing that comes to my mind? Grow up, you stupid bitch. Oh, my God. I know. It's so hateful. That's how I – I know. That's why we need to practice this. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. So my first one. Okay. Okay. That has actually hit me pretty pretty hard. Oh, shit. We're diving deep already. At at 30 years old. Okay. But I, like, heard it for the first time, and I was like, oh, my God. Dumbest thing. Dumb. Just dumb. It's just not, it's not dumb. It's not dumb, but. Yeah. See, see, but let's call ourselves out here. Yeah. Because no, it's not dumb. It, it's it just, not. It's just so simple that you look and you're going, oh my God, why is this so powerful to me? And you're like, like and you think about your teenage self and you're like, wow, I really hate that you worried about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Numero uno. I didn't have them. Never mind. I guess I kind of had them in order. Okay. The first one is healthy bodies come in all different sizes. Oh, girl. Period. Because you fucking know I had that on mine, too. Did you? I sure fucking did. Here, Let me see what my verbiage was. Uh, it's normal and healthy for your body to change. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, so preface, I was – super skinny in high school still thought i needed to lose weight the entire time whatever can you just give your stats because i feel okay, like people need I, a visual so i walked into high school <laughs> at 58 and like 105 pounds and then i walked out of high school at 62 and like 130 pounds just ridiculous i grew super fast it was nothing i mean i still felt as though i needed to lose weight which is fucking bananas mm-hmm. and but, we would um, joke about it yeah because we, bo- we both so so little like sidebar that yes. we'll get back to later this is a topic that rachel and i are both very passionate about we have both worked a lot on this issue in our personal lives and so you we will be revisiting this continue but so no i i always felt that i needed to lose weight and the other thing was is i was always like hey i'm like, I'm tall and I'm skinny. I'm good. I'm healthy. This is healthy. I'm healthy. I look to other people that I'm healthy. Not fucking healthy. It was called Rachel mainstreamed Adderall and didn't eat. Mm-hmm. But I would also get praised from my parents mm-hmm. for my appearance for being that skinny, which is terrible mm-hmm. and it's hard not of not of my parents but that's that's what i put weight on is like as long like uh, i mean not weight like whatever <laughs> but um i know it was <laughs> and we'll in weird and guys joke guys and gals we will talk about attachment theory also because it's something we're also very passionate about but continue but yeah so i always 
kind of defaulted back to like, I'm, I'm healthy. I am the size that I am. And it is small. Mm-hmm. As long I'm, as I'm thin or underweight, I'm healthy. I'm, good. I'm healthy. Cause this is what our society has put, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, what am I trying to say? The expectations that they put on us. And no, it's just, it's just like that, that is healthy. Mm, this size yes. is healthy. The conditioning is not just that you should be thin. That, that is such a good point. The conditioning is not just that you should be thin and thin is sexy and desirable. It's, that is it's, healthy. That's healthy. And anything outside of this uh-huh. is unhealthy. But guess what? Your body, all bodies come in different size and shapes. Uh-huh. And like right now, do I feel like I'm 100% healthy? No, I don't feel like I am. But that is because of things that I have worked with my doctor. Correct. Right. Do you know what's an interesting contradiction? A, a, I just realized this right now, but a message that I got from my mom was that I was gaining weight and it wasn't a good thing. Yet, freshman year of high school, Trevor called me a crack whore. And that was my nickname my freshman year of high school. So at home, I'm getting called, I'm, I'm getting like in trouble or whatever because my clothes aren't fitting and I'm gaining weight because I'm hitting puberty. Because but you're 14 years old. 14 years old and probably weighed 90 pounds. Yeah. And then at school, Trevor is calling me a crack whore and then all of the upper upperclassmen are calling me a crack whore because I was so thin. I forgot he existed as a person, which I was very happy about. Yeah, I know. And if you're listening, Trevor, know that you like hurt my feelings and you fucked that shit up. And that has, she has held on to that uh-huh. for... And I felt bad about both of those things and how fucked up that is. So it would be so nice if someone had come in and said. Healthy bodies come in all different sizes. Yes. Ugh. It feels. It is well with my soul to hear yes. that. I love it. And it it also is like you can't um, judge someone on their size whether they're healthy or not. Mm-hmm. And just because someone might be bigger or smaller doesn't mean that they work out or they don't work out. Mm-hmm. Or that's even what you're putting the, you know, the importance on. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Right. It just, it, it like, okay, I'm going to be honest. I just got blood work back and I have high cholesterol. But guess what? It runs in my fucking family. And guess who had high cholesterol when she was underweight because mm. she wasn't eating food? Me. Oh, I'm had, so glad you said I've that. I've had both of those things. Yep. And I just, I have not gotten it checked since I was super skinny. But I went to a new fucking primary because I goddamn had to because mine left me. And uh, guess what? Numbers came back the exact same, and I have done very different things between the 10 years that I've gotten it done. 100%. It was, and I got it done when I was super skinny. I was like, ah, fuck this blood test. Like, (laughs) I'll be fine. No, Rachel, it runs in your fucking family, and you have to do some certain different things Mm -hmm. to your uh, physical activity and your diet. Like, it just... Has nothing to do with your weight. No, it doesn't. It's Mm -hmm. not about weight. And I had high cholesterol when I was, like, 17 years old, which Mm -hmm. no one has that. It, like, wasn't super high, but it was along, like, hey... This shouldn't be this number when you're 17. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, hey, it's from both sides of my fucking family. And my dad had a heart attack when he was 60. Yeah. It, you're not I can't control. dodge it. I think yeah. that it's important to just acknowledge, too, thin privilege. You know, because of our society, 
we skated by this so long because for whatever fucking reason, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point, it is okay in the eyes of society for women to be underweight, but it's not okay for women to be overweight. So, and it's fucked up and it's fucked up, but a story for a different day because I feel like we could derail the whole conversation, but just know, just know. That's a whole episode. Yeah. I mean, episodes. Part one, part two, part three, part four, part 17. Mm -hmm. We're here for it. I love it. Okay, okay, can I read one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Were you going to read another one? No, I was going to ask Derek for... Can you just bring the fucking box over here? Derek is, Sorry. Try- Derek is trying to police the amount of wine that we drink. Derek, I talked to my therapist about this. Derek, yeah, don't... <laughs> We're just going to set it over here because... Oh, God. I feel like you're going to drop it. Oh, you got it? Okay. I'm trying to decide which one I want to start with. Because there's just so many. Okay, I'm going to take my time. And Derek, you can cut out the silence. Do you need to go to the bathroom? A little bit. Do you want to yeah, take I'll, a second? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. Everyone, Rachel's going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go to pee-pee. <laughs> the drop, the flop, Derek, and the boohoo. And the boohoo. Okay. So I have one. Okay. So this is really close to my soul. And it is, you are not too loud. We've talked about this my entire life. Well, that's not true. I had separation anxiety until maybe like first grade. But after that, I became a raging extrovert. I was always loud, bossy, sassy. I don't know, whatever the fuck kitsch words they use to describe women. What do they say now? Uh... Dramatic. Dramatic. That's another That's a you're, good one. You are not too dramatic. You're not. Too much. You're not too much. Over the top. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you say all those already? No. Did you say over the top. Already? I didn't. Okay. I, I didn't. Did. I wish that someone had just pulled me aside and, and maybe said, and, and here's the thing. I understand that teenagers can be annoying, but what the fuck do you expect? I'm trying to figure it out. You've. Yes, you're living with a teenage brain that still has 10 plus years of developing. You're feeling all of these hormones, all these chemicals are surging through your body, and you're just plopped in an environment where there's like one adult to 60 kids and no one's fucking guiding you. And it's it's like shark week, okay? And you, you are the chum. <laughs> just chum in the waters. Exactly. So what the fuck do you expect? We're going to develop some unhealthy coping skills to survive that. And this is why I tell all of my clients that are female teenagers, I'm like, you could not pay me to go back to that point in my life because it was so chaotic in my brain yep. because you're feeling so many different things mm-hmm. and no one fucking gets it. I think back to that and I feel <sighs> manic. I feel mad when I think about how I felt every single day and how on I was and how buzzing I was constantly trying to just be fit in, which we'll just kill a couple birds with one stone. Sorry, I hate saying that. Cut that out, Derek. Um, (laughs) One of them is uh, you're not a follower. It Mm -hmm. is really normal to want to fit in. 
Yeah, it's part of surviving as a human species. Think about back when we were hunter-gatherers, okay? If you were alone as a hunter-gatherer, you died. Yeah. This is a human instinct, a primal instinct. We need connection and we need community to survive. That is something that follows you your entire life. So, like, even though we know sometimes our safety is not at stake, we need connection to survive. So, of course, you want to be accepted. And when you're a teenager and everyone's changing and there are so many different perspectives and personalities going on, you're looking around and you're like, I just want to fit in. Because back when we were hunter-gatherers, if you were cut out from the group, it it meant that you died. And I know that this – you're going to – Whoever the fuck is listening to this that doesn't like this is going to say that I'm being dramatic. But when you're a teenager, you know what? When you are any age and you feel that, like you're not part of the group, your brain is telling you, this feels like I'm going to die. But that is also why people say that like, oh, men are attracted to boobs because it knows, it's because, men are attracted to boobs because they know <laughs> Derek, Derek, said. Derek said they're awesome <laughs> because they know they that, are that they're their, fucking cool their child will, sur- will survive uh-huh. because they will have a milk supply mm-hmm. just like men are attracted to what is it like red like red lips or red something because you like it instinctually tells you that they have blood flow to whatever the fuck I didn't know that but no it's all these things there's all these things that are that are ingrained in us as people it is a primal form and it is just something that it's survival tactics. And this is one of those. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry if sometimes men get things like where like different fat deposits, meaning a fat ass or fat boobs. They all titties. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just talking to you because you're a man. But if those are a reason why men have found this certain type of person attractive or this certain shape of a woman attractive, because, oh, primally we've, we've learned that, that big boobs feed babies better and you have a better chance of living. Mm -hmm. Then it's the same fucking thing for hunter gatherers and you have to assimilate and Mm -hmm. you have to be part of the group. Otherwise you get left out in the fucking cold and you will die. Mm -hmm. But what, because our safety is not necessarily our survival is yeah, bitch. I will fucking ride to the miss of Avalon with you. We get real passionate. We get real passionate. Derek's not doing a great job of corralling us, and that's okay because I think that we should just light this world on fire. That's why we should put blinders on. Exactly. (sighs) But, you know, because our survival is not the thing that's at stake, people have decided to make meaning out of stupid shit. Yeah. And it's all about oppressing women. Yes. So this Western civilization was built by men. Men. Who want to oppress women. And we'll, uh, of course, get into that. Into the patriarchy. Just swinging their dicks around. Just meatspin.com. Ugh. In this 1492. God damn it. Columbus swang his wang in the ocean blue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that genocidal motherfucker. He probably ah. had, a, he had a small, small micro. That's the... Uh, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but if anything, and if anyone's small dick energy, it's Christopher Columbus, <laughs> which leads me to my next. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm so sorry. The East Area Rapist had a tiny penis, <laughs> tiny microscopic dick. That is what is in his bio before for for 20 years when people were trying to catch him. They all said small penis. 
very small penis, little penis. And you know what? No one would say that if you didn't go crazy and fucking kill people. You could find someone. I don't he would know. wake people up standing over their bed without pants on with an erect dick, his tiny little infant penis. And that's what people would wake up to. And then he would kill them? Is, no. Who are well, we talking later, about? Uh, the East Area Rapist in. in uh, East what? East Area Rapist. Area. And. Huh? Ear Ons. Or the original Golden Night Stalker. Golden State Killer. Golden I know State the Killer. Golden State Killer. It's the same guy. They're Who all the, the same. Who the fuck doesn't call him the Golden State Killer? I'm sorry. It's all the same thing. Yeah. It, okay, okay. Why, uh, because it was why. two separate fucking people. They thought the East Area Rapist and the original Night Stalker were two separate people, but it was one fucking person. One fucking psychopath. That's crazy. Did, Did you learn that officer? on Crime Junkie? I have learned it on many different platforms <laughs> because this is a new avenue of my life that I've realized that really gets my gears a going. <laughs> Shout out Crime Junkie. Call us. We love you. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Derek's doing the the the, the, the spinning, the boo-hoo. the boohoo, the spinning of the fingers. He's trying Rep- to just get back to the things. Okay. Rachel, it's your turn. <sighs> okay. Hold on. Speak to me. Talk to me like one of your teenage selves. Ooh. Oh, it's a, a good, good one, one for me. Okay, okay. For me. Well, yeah. It's so simple. Like, a lot of mine are really simple sounding, mm-hmm. but very complicated when you really unpack it. Let's do it. It's okay if people don't like you. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That's a good one. I didn't put that on there. It's okay if people don't like you. I still, as a 30-year-old, like, I'm in my head, I'm like, I should start running because Dr. Schnapp would like me. <laughs> That Dr. Is, Schnapp is our, yes, our OBGYN. Yes. And I was like, weirdly just found out that she does triathlons. And I was like, should I start running now? <laughs> and I have also been trying to figure out meaningful movement for myself. And that's been walking. And I've been pushing myself to run because I'm trying to be, trying to nurture the athletic side of my life. What I, Besides the point. We'll come back to that. But I am 30 years old going, my OBGYN would like me more if I could connect with her via running. Uh-huh. The fuck is that? Right? What the fuck is that? Uh-huh. Do my pap schmear and move along. Bagel and pap schmear. I, she's more important than that. But, so, uh, yeah, no, it's okay. And I just have been one that I'm like, I will morph and change until someone is cool with it or if it works for someone else. 100%. That is not fucking okay. And I still have to correct myself as a 30-year-old. Mm-hmm. At least I'm aware of it now with the Dr. Schnapp stuff because that's the biggest uh, <laughs> the biggest headlight headlights <laughs> in my life about that. But uh, no, it is okay if people don't fucking like you. Can I add something to that too? Absolutely. It's also okay if that hurts. Thank you. It's okay if that doesn't feel good. You don't have to act like it doesn't hurt you. Because like I said, when we're hunter-gatherers, it matters if people like you. They well, yep. Back then, they just fucking – fuck it. They're fucking killing you now. Like, you know what I mean? It, it all goes back to that I have got to belong, otherwise I'm going to die. So it's okay – yes, it's okay if people don't like you – and we want you to know that there's not anything wrong with you because of that. And 
it makes sense that it hurts and and it's okay that it hurts and you don't have to pretend like it doesn't but you also don't have to pretend to be someone else to get everyone to like you like I did absolutely same Mm -hmm. fucking thing so painful you just assimilate right you just assimilate to whatever the fuck like I just think of um flubber and it just you just flubber into fucking whatever it is maybe that is that correct this is a what side do? this is a flubber. side note but I that's my oh, Williams fun fact about me this is that's my least favorite movie of all time oh, god damn it okay <laughs> I honestly can tell you I have known you Derek's I've done. known you for Derek's almost upset. 20 years and I we have never talked about flubber I, before I know what is <laughs> I just really wanted to put pieces of flubber under my shoes and bounce that high fuck yes that's, for sure. That's it. That's that was the biggest. I just hated take, how that's he, the biggest takeaway I got from it. I I did. I, yeah. Never mind. We're not going to talk about flubber because I haven't talked to my therapist about it yet. But <laughs> <laughs> can we? <laughs> but I don't know why I get this rage about flubber. Um. So can we go back? Yeah. I mean, I look back to my our high school experience because Rachel and I went to high school together mm. and I just again it just feels like mania trying to fit in with everyone and every single group and it was so important to me that everyone liked me can I do a subset yeah <laughs> things shouldn't have to make you feel accepted can you elaborate on that for so, our listeners that was such a counselor thing to say <laughs> But no, I I um I felt as though it was I mean it was just the heightened part of like materialism. Okay. As as a teenager and uh I felt like needed to dress a certain way and it's the same kind of thing as to assimilate into whatever the fuck you're doing. Guess what? I would cry that I couldn't wear Hollister pants because I was Aww. too tall. Mm-hmm. And my mom would still let the seams out and it was still too, it didn't even graze the top of my foot. And I was like, all the kids are going to know. Aww. And I have to have these pants, mom. And you mm-hmm. can't sew in, I can't add fabric mm-hmm. to a Hollister <laughs> pant and pretend that it's, that's how Hollister made it. I just Terry. Ima- I just imagined us going to Joanne's and like picking fabric. This is close. <laughs> just add- this is close. <laughs> but or just picking something totally off the wall and just having little cur- little curtains at the Yes, end. absolutely. <laughs> and that's, that's where I would hide. I would just like nuzzle up underneath your uh, underneath your flare jeans. <laughs> but that's one thing that that got me is I just like I think so easily were swept up by the appearance of things um to to fit in like Mm -hmm. we were talking about but also like to flaunt certain things whether you have it or you don't Mm -hmm. like I mean look at how how many labels and how much fucking ads we see as human beings now that this will make your life better this will make you sexier this will make you faster this will make you thinner this will make you cooler this will make you like more high class Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck it is and imagine an adult brain operating on that but then also imagine a teenage brain like and that's the thing and I just I also see my clients doing that now where it's all about what you have and what you Mm -hmm. wear and what you possess and all these fucking things and it's like and I felt that way as a teenager. I was like, oh, if I get this thing, maybe I'll be cooler. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be cooler. Like yep. people will 
envy what I have. Mm-hmm. And that's fucked up. Okay, can we go back and forth and spout off the things that Hands were Hands cool? down, always. Right. Birkenstocks. Uh, North Face fanny packs. Livestrong bracelets. Hollister anything. Puka shell necklaces. <laughs> yeah. Like that island vibe. Uh, Duty and Burke purses. Yes. Um, <laughs> polos from certain places like Hollister Abercrombie. and Abercrombie. Uh, and layer, you have to have more than one. You layer them. I hate and people will know if they're Aeropostale. Yeah. You don't wear Aeropostale. <sighs> um what other fucking things it was really cool for everyone to get a foot tattoo when you were 18 years old for the split second that it was yeah Mm -hmm. do you remember that for getting your belly button pierced belly button piercing that was even more um what else was cool chokers chokers well those were easy to kind of come by yeah but sorry Uh, i remember the like i remember being feeling weird about my brand of backpack do you remember that? Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't because. Hey, hey, listen. Brooke, tell everyone what type of backpack he used in high school. I just feel like I need to preface this by saying I I understand to an extent, but I grew up in a very rural, small town before I went to high school with Rachel. Very small. Rachel in my high school was very close to St. Louis, and I did not know what it was like to be materialistic. And so, yes, I felt pulled to get these things, but I don't think that I felt the pain like you did. Because I went from St. Louis. Yes. I grew up in St. Louis and then went to a more rural town. Right. You went to and, and you went to a private school in and St. Went, Louis, and that's just kind of... Yes. They have money and they have things. And so I came yes. in and I thought Aeropostale was fine and, you know, it wasn't necessarily and so you needed what a jam sport or a nike backpack while i, I had fucking know i had a rolling my mom got backpack. me one from costco and i was always like boo <laughs> i had a rolling backpack from walmart because i knew rolling I <laughs> backpack i could get from point a to point b very fast and with zero back pain exactly and i hit people along the way i ran over people's feet you got personal space i got to where i needed to be motherfuckers so no, I did but not. But it also share became part of your thing. I just remember that maybe it was, was just my me. brand. Was it my brand? It's like bro was the one, the cool girl with the with the rolling backpack. Speedy Gonzalez ran yeah. through the hallway. Do you want to know what's fucked up? Do you remember why I did that? This is so I don't have this written down on the list, but no. this is something that I wish that somebody would have said to me. Like, so this is really specific, but I can make it more broad. But it's okay that you're not in National Honor Society. So what spurred the rolly yeah. backpack was I I never I didn't get into the National Honor Society because of a lot of reasons and one of the reasons being a teacher that was on the council had a really personal issue with me and I can I can say that objectively now as an adult yes. that it was a personal issue yeah and and also as a teenager I made some mistakes and so sure it was wasn't it also because we cheated on that Spanish test I didn't have anything to do with a rolly backpack no but the National Honor Society or was that senior year you already fucked I thought that was I thought that the, I don't remember why. I thought junior. it was a snowball and it started with us cheating on the Spanish fucking quiz that you took in a library yeah, because I don't you were remember. retaking it. I know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter. yeah, it doesn't matter. There was a lot of mistakes were made. I was shamed. 
anyway. We did it via texting and we weren't allowed to have our phones on the campus. <laughs> campus being a very um By the way, I lived nice an hour term. away from from home, so I wasn't allowed to have a cell phone when there were like no gas stations for about twenty min for like twenty minutes outside of my house. Yeah, so the school confiscated my phone and wouldn't let me have my phone to drive home um, because of this. But anyway, so I had the rolly backpack because I had to give a presentation to the the National Honor Society Council about why I should, it was like an appeal process. Yeah. And I was, I had a certain amount of tardies and it wasn't an insane amount. It was just probably more than two. You live 45 <laughs> minutes away. You took a bus for years. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. So I was late just to school angry. a lot or I was late to class, whatever. And, uh, so I got the rolly backpack so I could make it to class quicker and I still didn't get into National Honor Society. So I think I wish that I had had someone that said, I did not know that. I just, I felt a lot of shame about that. And there was a lot of shaming involved in that moment. And our high school, there was a lot of shame in the, in the faculty. Yes. Um, shaming, yes. The, shaming the students, specifically the female students, but we'll get, we will get into that at another point. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I wish someone had said that doesn't mean anything about you. Yeah. It's okay to make mistakes and it's, and it's okay that sometimes your mistakes have a consequence and that might be not getting into the National Honor Society. Absolutely. Just like, I just want to like hold my younger self or hold one of, you know, your clients or one of my old clients and say, you are still enough because I did not feel enough. I felt like negative. The one thing I think about when I look back on teenage Rachel's I just feel so warm towards her I'm just like you're like you're trying you are not doing anything out of spite or out of you know from from a really ugly place it's like you are doing the best with what you have right now and that's okay did that take time for you have you always felt that way about your no it has come up here recently yeah yes I was gonna say I feel like it's important to acknowledge at least for me (laughs) very long time (laughs) it when I used to look back on my teenage self I would feel disgust oh and just I sh- you just shut it out because yeah. I was like, I don't even want to visit hate that you. because I hate who you why are. the fuck was I like that? Yes. Yeah. And it takes a lot of no, work. No, it was a long time and I look back and I go like, oh, little baby Rachel was just trying to make it through mm-hmm. the best that she could mm-hmm. with what she was given. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of touching a little bit on inner child work, but the ability to turn towards yourself, this is, I mean, this, this kind of topic is kind of inner child work. The, the being able to turn towards yourself like you wish that like a nurturing adult would have. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of teenagers just don't have that in moments that they need it the most. And so it, it feels really wonderful to be able to turn towards your teenage self and just like I can even picture sometimes when I try to do that, I'll picture what I looked like, like what my hair looked like, yeah. what I was wearing, and I'll just God. Jesus. <sighs> Super straightened hair. Like this was really hard for you. Yeah. This was a really hard time. Yeah. It sucked and mm-hmm. it was very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Jesus All right. Christ. Oh, God. Goodness gracious. All right. The one that I want to do next is people are going to have their own plans for you and it will be disappointing to them when you don't follow them. That is a them issue. Ooh. 
something that I really vividly remember growing up. I mean, this goes back before high school was how much pressure I felt from the adults in my life to do and be whatever it was that they wanted me to be. We see that you're good at this. We're going to capitalize on it. We're going to put you in this sport and we're going to put you in contests and we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And so when you get to a place where you start to make decisions for yourself or you want to start making decisions for yourself, a couple things are going to happen. Either the adults in your life are going to allow you to move through that on your own or they're going to fight against it because they are so tied up in their identity as a parent or as a mentor or as a teacher that they are uncomfortable with you going against something that feels true to you. Which You know what? Killing a couple birds with one stone um, (laughs) leads me to you know yourself better than anyone else. That includes your parents. That's a really fucking good one. So you, if you have played basketball your entire life and you are really good at it, and you start to lose that passion for it, but you have a coach, parents, relatives, teammates that are saying, no, like, you're going to regret it if you quit. You're going to, you know, you could play in college. You could be D1. You know deep down that you're not passionate about it anymore. You don't want to do those things. And another thing that goes in with this that I wrote down is just because you're really good at something doesn't mean you have to be passionate about it. No. Okay. So tying all those things together – People are going to be disappointed. Yes. And that does not mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about your work ethic. It doesn't mean anything about your character. It means that they are so fucking wrapped up in their own delusion of what they think your future should look like that they can't see and trust. They don't trust you to make a good decision for yourself when you've lived inside your own body your entire life. And that goes for – it doesn't matter that you're a teenager. You still know yourself better than anyone. Absolutely. You need guidance, of course. Yeah, absolutely you do. And that is extremely powerful and Mm -hmm. shit that I am still dealing with as a a 30-year-old. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fuck. No, I, um, I, I really, really get that. And the one thing I will give my parents is that I was allowed to quit things. I think that is so important. I tell my but clients like, that. My client's like, parents. To a degree. Mm-hmm. To a degree. And I that's where the guidance comes in, yes. right? <clears throat> it's, it, and yes. if my parents realized I like fell out of love of something or whatever, I don't know if, it, if I was like really, really good at something and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, if they would have let me. Ah, they probably fucking would have. Mm-hmm. I really think they would have. Like they were really good at letting all three. So I have two brothers one older, one younger, and they were really good at letting all three of us not do things. Mm-hmm. Nick, my husband, Period. he was really good at soccer. He played select soccer growing up in grade school, and it got to a point, I think it was in seventh grade, where he was so burnt out. He was so That's what we do with our kids. We just push and push and push, and we capitalize, and we turn in, intrinsic motivation into extrinsic motivation, and that's why we burn out. It becomes – it goes from something that was really internally rewarding to us to something that is externally rewarding. Yeah. And that, that is not sustainable. No. Anyway, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But seventh grade came around and he didn't want to play. He didn't want to play anymore. And it was it was hard for them. It was hard for his parents. But they weren't going to make him do something that he wasn't into. 
So he stopped for a year and then he took it he took a year off and the next year he was like, "Hey, I want to play again." And he went on to play he went on to play in college. That's not everyone's journey. Sometimes when you decide that that's not for you, it frees up space for other things and it frees up space for you yeah. to like connect with things that are true to you. Absolutely. But when you have adults in your life that aren't are guilting you and shaming you and making you feel lazy, then you learn to do what's best for them and not for you. And so I wish that there had been adults in our life. Well, you know, your parents kind of got that, which is great. But I wish that I had had adults in my life saying, hey, you are really fucking depressed. You know, your your basketball coach is abusive. Why are oh, you still playing? <laughs> You're so bad. Yeah. It would have been, been so nice you to be like. You hated basketball at a certain point. Like, I mean. You hated it. Yeah. You were just good at it. Exactly. I was. I was good at it. I was good at a lot of things. A lot of people are good at a lot of things, and that doesn't mean that they have to make all of them a part of their life. No. And, 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 you know, like I look back on my teenage self, and I, there were things that I wish I could have explored, like theater. I think I would have really liked it. I think I would have liked to put more energy into art, and it just was not something that was watered. What? Yeah. It wasn't nurtured. So I wish I would have heard those things. So I'm going to do the grandma T one. Okay, so okay. I have, so my grandma on my dad's side, grandma Timmerman is 97 years old and is the best human being that I've known in my life. She's kicking it. God damn. She's so fucking cool. I, it's, it's what I want to be when I am 97. I don't even know if I want to be 97. She doesn't want to be 97. <laughs> so, uh, no, she's, she's the greatest person and I completely revere her as a a goddess Mm -hmm. amongst us mortals but she has a saying and I I mean other people have I'm pretty sure other people have said this but no it was her just grandma T (laughs) life is a shit sandwich (laughs) and everybody's gotta take a bite (laughs) Have you never Derek heard that? Derek likes that one. Derek is coming alive. <laughs> I've you never heard, heard that no. before. <laughs> so Grandma T. I don't want it. Grandma T has <laughs> had a rough life growing up. Rough life. Her mom died in childbirth. She was in an orphanage. She was raised by nuns. I mean, if I, I would, I would bleed my own blood. <laughs> To get Grandma T to write a memoir of her mm. life. I fucking love her more than heavens. But uh, no, so she says that, and that's kind of like her, not her life motto. She has a lot of them. Like, one of them is, you gotta die of something. <laughs> she's uh, not wrong. Okay. <laughs> and she's just, like, praying that she dies. Like, Praying, please let me die of something. Like I, <laughs> she just I'm keeps saying done. it. She's trying to convince herself. Like at this God. point, at ninety-seven, she's like, right? Like I'm going to die at some someone point. Someone made right? a joke. Someone made a joke about her making it to a hundred, and she was like, God, I hope not. <laughs> but uh um, so the shit sandwich. Tell us. Tell us. So that. she says, life's a shit sandwich. Everyone's got to take a bite. No matter what you do or what you say or what you try to do or whatever, like sometimes life just hits you with the their dick right in the face <laughs> and you just get fucked. Like sometimes 
there's something you can do everything right and sometimes life is just a shit sandwich. Mm-hmm. It is the shittiest sandwich and sometimes you get dealt a really crappy fucking hand mm-hmm. and you got to take a bite. You got to just take the shit sandwich bite and take it right out the poop hole. Like you just got to do it. <laughs> there was gotta nothing. Take, like take it right out of the pooper. Okay, so so what I'm getting from that, let me translate is and tell me if I'm hearing this right. What's important to remember is that sometimes there's absolutely nothing you could have done. And I think we spend a lot of time being like, if I would have just known this or if I would have just done this and why did I have to be this way? Thank sometimes, you for translating. That's perfect. You're welcome. So sometimes the only option is that you have to take a bite of the shit sandwich to to pay the troll toll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes you're you're trying to cross the bridge like the billy goat's gruff. And the troll is holding out a shit sandwich and he's like, the only way that you can get to the other side of the bridge is if you take a bite of the shit sandwich and you taste that shit and then you'll get to the other side. Yeah. And that's the only thing. That's the, Suffering is universal, as Buddha would say. Yes. But it's also <laughs> like, some, what I take it as as well is that you have to take a bite of the shit sandwich to fucking figure it out. Oh, also. Like you have to go through the mud. You have to go through the shit. To get out on the other side and go, oh, this is what I learned. Oh, yeah. this is what I could have done differently and I will do differently in the future. Mm-hmm. Period. That is, I love that you just added that. It just is. And that's what I get from her. And she also, one of her favorite phrases was, where'd you get those go to hell shoes? <laughs> or where'd you get that go to hell purse? Can we do an entire episode on... Cool. What if we had Grandma T on the podcast? Oh, sh- <sighs> Grandma T. I wanted to add to to Grandma T's because she is like Grandma T is the definition of grit. So I would like to add. Um, it's okay if you don't like the taste of the shit sandwich. Yes, it's okay if you throw up. It's okay if you <laughs> gag, you know? It's it's not, I feel like a if lot of times... you grudgingly take the bite. Yes. You it, don't want to take the fucking bite. It's okay if you avoid it as long as you possibly can. It's okay if it's, like, forced upon you. Yeah. I think that we get the message from gritty that generation that yeah. well everybody has to do it and you should just pull you up, up by your bootstraps rub some dirt in it no oh, fuck it's no. okay if it's miserable and it's okay that you have feelings about it so let's yes. just add that we yes. know that we're gonna eat shit and we're not gonna enjoy it and we're not necessarily no matter be- how you want to spin it don't, uh-huh. no matter how you want to tell yourself this is what i did it for yeah no you did it for a reason uh-huh. but it still sucked yes and you're allowed to like admit that you don't have to pretend like oh it wasn't that bad like you can have feelings about it that's totally cool yeah absolutely i love that i love that i love grandma t i know she's great <sighs> okay hey, b i'm i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here um okay so you don't know this guys but we just cut a bunch of shit out and i couldn't decide which one i wanted to read as my last one and so I had Rachel read my ideas and we both together figured out what my last one was going to be. It's good. <laughs> so the last thing that I wish someone had told me, I think I should be clear that I think I would have wanted this to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. And you'll know why in a second. So one thing that I wish that I had heard when I was a teenager 
is it's okay that you have sex. It's okay that you have sexual desire. Girls get horny too. They do. And and the other thing is, I mean, we both were raised. We both went to a ver- a, a Catholic high school, mm-hmm. a Catholic private high school where it was no sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. I can't even believe you would think about that. Not even that, but also I can't believe you would think about I can't believe you would have any sort of desire at all. Yes. Like you want to like holding you know hands what was, you're supposed to be I would get in trouble for holding hands with my boyfriends in high school. You want to kiss even. You didn't want to look sexual also. Like you didn't yeah. want to look like you were like I know. Mm-hmm. It, it it was all of it, and and that's the thing is like, so you are flooded with all of these <laughs> hormones because you are in the most like probably fertile time of your life, the biggest childbearing years of your life. So you have all of these hormones in your body going, okay, I'm fucking gearing up, mm-hmm. let's do this, and then you have a reaction via your hormones. To what you fucking want and what you exactly. feel that you need, mm-hmm. but don't worry, you have to put those in the shame closet. <laughs> put those in the shame closet because your vagina should be sealed up until you have a fucking ring on it. Uh-huh. And a priest says, you're good to go. And then you only unseal the 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 vagina from the shame closet when you're trying to procreate. One time. And yeah. to add to that. So that's our experience as women growing up in that environment. But can we talk about how normalized it was for the guys? I mean, we know this. We know this collectively as a society. But we are both men and women experiencing the same age, the same hormonal experience. Yet it's okay for guys to want to, you know, have sex or masturbate all the time. But if we have that desire we're gross or we're a slut or we're shamed. And that's how, that's what our experience was like. Guys and having sex in high school was okay, but girls having sex in high school were sluts and they were shamed. And I also will add to that, like with the masturbation thing is like, you could not say that you were masturbating as a female in high school. Like are, maybe, okay. No, I could not say like no. I, that was like one of those things where it was like, even, it wasn't a, even attractive to guys. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even tell people that and I And that's why you couldn't say school. it because it wasn't attractive. Yeah. And that's fucked up. It so was like, fucked up. no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. And it only got like kind of okay in college. And then it only really got okay when I was like, this is fine. And this is what I want to do. That probably like when we went the to the fuck? sex shop, remember? Yeah. And that I was, was like, like pro- Oh God, we, Oh God, we were no 19- one can see us. Oh my God. No one can <laughs> we see us. We had to go. It was like wrong turn or some horror movie where oh, Rachel God. and I took a detour off of highway 70 to a sex shop we to like, buy a vibrator it, for the first time. Like pure passions. <laughs> and uh, we were like, should we all, should we both buy a little vibrator? <laughs> and you, I remember you were like, Oh, this one can be easily concealed because God forbid anyone knows. Knows that I like my <laughs> vagina to be happy. Yeah. Oh gosh. And and can I just oh still shame. Right. So much shame. Like, so much shame. I will tell you right now. <laughs> uh, my brother-in-law uh 
babysat our house last year when we went to Colorado, and I put a tiny vibrator that I had under my mattress like a 14-year-old because I was like, can't let him see. Yep. Can't let him see. Can't let him see. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. What the fuck? No, I'm in a consensual relationship where we like to have sex <laughs> with my husband. With probably weird things. I don't fucking know. With my but husband. With, with my husband. <laughs> with my husband. And I'm still like, nope, women can't have pleasure. I can't have sexual stuff. Or, like, not even, like, females. Like, I, I totally get it with, the, with males and, like, having weird, like, kinks is the wrong word for it, but having weird, not, it's not weird. It's just having your own preferences. Again, you're on this journey with us, everyone. Like having your own preferences to what sex is like for your couple. And if I want a pixie stick catheter, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right up pee hole. (laughs) Can't wait for that yeast infection. Get that UTI up. But uh, no, it's the the, pixie stick catheter, new band name. New band name. (laughs) Write it down. I will. I got it. Go. Continue. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But uh, so Brooke and I do this thing. I'm a little drunk. If anyone knows. <laughs> Rachel's uh, been shoving wine into me. I might, may as well have a wine catheter right now and I'm just a little buzzed. I I, I love drinking during these nights. I know. I know. It refills my cup. <laughs> my wine glass. But so, I'm sorry. But so, uh, Brooke and I, if anyone is a Parks and Rec, um, the TV show person, lover, what, what, whatever. I'm drunk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, new band name from Andy Dwyer is something that we have a running tally on. Let it die. Like we will not, it's almost a joke that we keep doing it. And now I have a notes app in my phone of all of our new band names. That is just a running list of all the good new band names. That'll be, that'll be a whole podcast episode where we (laughs) read all of our band names. Just added pixie stick catheter. Right right underneath bathtub cheese stick. (laughs) The bathtub cheese stick was good, though. Yeah, it was. It was. Bathtub cheese stick is when my two-year-old refused to take a bath without the cheese stick he was eating, and uh, <laughs> he mushed it, broke it in half, dropped it, something into the bath water, and Derek was like, nope, this is done. You can't have your bathtub cheese stick. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's a good one. So did you come up with it or did Derek come up with it? Derek said, I said bathtub cheese stick. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, okay. Let, we're derailing. We're about to we wrap are. up, you guys. If no, but if you hung what? on this long. Hey, guess what? When you are a teenage <laughs> girl and you want to have sex or you feel horny or you feel mm-hmm. all these different types of things, mm-hmm. that is fucking normal. Yeah, I came out of seventh grade. Another one that was on here that we didn't get to was all of the parts of your body that make you feel awkward growing up are very normal. And it's yes. also okay to feel awkward. But yes. I came out guns a-blazing after Trevor called me a crack whore in my freshman year of high God school. Damn. I kind of blossomed a little bit. And guys were into me. And I was like, I want to make out with everybody. Yeah. Because I've probably been horny before this, but nobody was wanting to hang out with me. Now I'm horny <laughs> and people want to hang out with me. 
I'll make out with you, I'll make out with you, I'll make out with you. And guess what? That's fucking normal. It's really fine. God, I had so much shame about it. So much shame. So many rumors. And we can, yeah, I mean, like, just women are trained to hate each other and, and, and men are trained to hate women and it just is what it is. But guess what, babies? It's okay for you to be horny. It's okay for you to make out and have sex and diddle each other. It's totally okay. As long as it, you're comfortable with it. And it's consensual. It's consensual and you like it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go to like, hell. Like, put safe measures into um, into your repertoire. <laughs> um, STIs still exist. They will fuck Girls have you. a button and boys have a pole and fuck wicked you touching right up. But no, and, and obviously... Clearly, sex leads to pregnancy at some point. Where are we going with this right now? No, I'm just saying you can have sexual desire and have a really healthy sex life as a teenager if that is what you want Mm -hmm. and that is what you choose, but know that there are consequences to what you can... um, of your choices. And we fucking basically. knew. We know. We, we know, know it. Right. And so when gets- you're talking to a teenager, when I'm talking to my teenage self about the consequences, I'm A, not shaming them. And I'm also letting them know, like, hey, all of this is really normal. And so yes. here's what we, if you do decide that you do want to start, you know, dabbling in this, or you find yourself in a situation mm-hmm. where I just, I almost, this is a total Kevin thing. Things are getting hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. Things are getting hot and heavy. Hunchin. Oh my god. Brooke Fox. Like Brooke, she fucks. She fucks. She totally fucks. Brooke Fox. She definitely fucks. Brooke did fucks. not fuck. But <laughs> it would have been a lot cooler if she did. <laughs> Anywho, Brooke couldn't fuck because it was shameful. But, you know, there's just so ne- it's not necessary to shame people for something that's normal. No. Okay. You go with your last one. We'll talk we will definitely revisit this. Especially if we get if we no. If we get reviews, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode, we'll Damn. talk about the reviews, we'll talk about the prizes, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, go Absolutely. with your okay. last one. So I think I have a good ender. Oh, shit. Rachel's been on fire. Fireplace, Rachel. This is not the best time of your life. It's just not. Oh it God. is not the best fucking time of your life it's actually one of the worst like <laughs> and not for everyone but for the people who peaked in high school like sorry but um how are you doing do you need to do you need to talk to someone yeah <laughs> and i just god i wish but not i don't want so i i wouldn't have wanted someone to come and say god college is so sick which no, like, like none of it. I want someone to come and sit by me and say, "But it's okay if you're miserable right now." But yeah, exactly, like it's okay if you're not like, "Oh my god, I'm not getting the fullest mm-hmm. of this experience." Mm-hmm. Like I haven't done the high school thing, and so I missed out on it, and it's gone, this and is, I fucking lost it. This is this system is not set up no. for everyone to succeed and for everyone to feel to have good memories, and but that's. Yes. And I also just want everyone to know, because I was like, oh, I heard high school's best years of your life. And it wasn't. And then I (laughs) went into college and it was like, no, these are the best years. And it like it it was for a certain extent for 
it was so much better than high school, obviously, but like <laughs> parts of it were the fucking greatest. And I look back so fondly and I'm like, Mm-hmm. I wish I could do that again. But then I look at this season of my life that I'm in right now at 30 with a kid, and I'm just like, this is the greatest thing <laughs> right now. I feel this is the greatest thing, but I'm also like, I'm tired of scraping shit off someone else's butt cheeks. <laughs> like, I told you I'm working on it. It's all, <laughs> <laughs> it's all of that. And I just like, I know that there is always good in any season that you're in. Mm-hmm. but high school is not the best years of your life. Mm-hmm. And that if it is, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs> but it's probably I'm, fine. It's, it's probably, probably fine. fine. It's fine. I'm so sorry if, I mean, and you don't know what you'll be like in 10 years, man. Maybe the high school won't be the best time of your life. I don't know who I'm going to be tomorrow, to be honest with you. Oh, and I've got clients tomorrow. Let me tell you something. I feel like this is a good way to kind of like cap off your yeah. phrase. So something that I tell my clients, and I hope that this isn't, we're not going to get in trouble for this, but um, this is an Elizabeth Gilbert segment in her book. Oh gosh, what's it called? Big Magic. Okay. It's called Big Magic, and it's about the power of creativity. And Elizabeth Gilbert is an amazing writer. I love her. Elizabeth Collis. So it, she does a segment, and she talks about – I'm going to butcher this because I it's been a while, and it was an audio book, and um, so I was probably doing something when I listened to it. But she yeah. talked about this woman that she was friends with who was in her 90s. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they connected, but they were close. And she, she describes this woman as just being so – like vibrant and effervescent and Mm. she just like the energy you love being around her you forget how old she is and how long she lived and I believe Elizabeth asked her a question uh so this 90 year old woman was also an author and I think she said what's your favorite book of all time or something like that yeah and the woman I forget her name said oh I it's so hard for me to pick a book but I can tell you my favorite topic Okay. Okay. So the woman said, in the in the past ten years, I have recently become infatuated with Mesopotamia. And she went on, okay. and the way that she was describing Mesopotamia was like, this has been the most life changing thing. I'm so passionate about it. I love researching it. I've poured so much of my heart and soul into researching and understanding Mesopotamia. And yeah. so when you think about somebody being in their nineties. And they're telling you one of the most important parts of their life didn't start until they were in their 80s. That just stuck with me, man. It's just like, fuck high school. You know, fuck all that bullshit. When you aren't making your decisions for yourself, there is so much life left to live. And you are going to have so many great experiences up until then. And it's not going to end when you're 21 and that's like the last fun birthday. But that is what, like... Like social media and the media uh-huh. and all everything tells uh-huh. us that this is the most vibrant and the most like life filled moment of our times yeah. in our life. That's fucked up. I'm sorry, Grandma T is ninety seven uh-huh. and she still loves everything. Exactly. Well, I mean, well, she's probably she's, a little spiteful. She's a little but ready she to only go, but... tells us the good stuff and she just 
is what I want to be when I'm 97, but I don't want to be 97. And there's this whole idea, and I'll try to wrap it up because I could go on forever, but there's this whole idea of youth in this culture. Yeah. Of youth being, oh, like when you're young and like do this while you're young. And this freaking awesome woman who clearly has her shit together and is living her authentic life is like, I wasn't. I was only, you know, just 84 when I discovered Mesopotamia and how interested I was in it. There is a chance every single day, every single year for you to rediscover yourself. Absolutely. It's never too late. It is never too late. We've, you know, we've got our whole lives ahead of us and we're going to do it together. It just. Me and you, Rachel. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. Derek's just staring at us right Derek now. Derek is so tired. He's like, wrap it the fuck up. His leg has not stopped jiggling for four and a half hours. Derek! And you haven't yelled at him one time, but I've noticed the entire time. I haven't time. seen it the entire time. So let's do a little wrap up for our okay. people, our zero people that are probably listening. You our, guys, uh, our future us. Yes. <laughs> you are our future soup snakes. Future Rachel soupies. and I are soup snakes, and we want you all to be soup snakes with us. Absolutely. It's better than soup. Ooh, I've said absolutely a lot in this Have podcast. You? Ew, I didn't shit. even realize. Maybe I'll know when oh, we listen no. back to it. Oh, I've said it a lot. Derek, cut it out. We don't want to sound stupid. Yeah. You guys just survived the first episode of our podcast. Hope you really liked it. Hope it's, you're like gonna stick with us, and if not, hope you feel sorry enough for not, us to give us views. If not, it's probably fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. It's you probably know what? If nobody fine. listens, we're gonna be fine. It's probably fine for us. We're gonna be fine. You're it's gonna probably be fine, fine for you. And everybody's gonna be fucking fine. Derek, give me some more wine, please. Ooh, Derek, ooh. love you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, so, but wait, there's more. We just ended. We left something out. Of course we did, because we get distracted, because we have ADHD. ADHD. Okay, so, if you're listening, Rachel and I have an exciting surprise for you, because we have zero viewers right now. What We call them listeners. Sorry. No one can see us. You can't see that, like, I'm barely wearing a bra right now. So living in leggings. Yay! We have a special prize for our listeners. So the first review I, I need you to explain <laughs> this. The first review that we get is going to receive a special package in the mail. Are we allowed to do this? Are we allowed to bribe people no for idea. reviews? I guess. Yeah, we'll no, think. people give uh merchandise for reviews yes oh, okay okay i wasn't i wasn't sure okay so we don't have any merchandise the first review that we get when we post this podcast is going to receive a gift in the mail from rachel and i and it is going to be two items that we found in our house that we don't want anymore <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna have a story behind them and we think this is a really good idea but like like to be fair it will not be trash it, it won't be, be no. It won't be, be our trash. Cool. It'll be your trash now. <laughs> <laughs> it will be something cool that we want to send to you because we don't want it anymore, <laughs> and we want reviews. Exactly. I'm sorry. So I'm totally just, outing us. Just become part of our family with us, mm-hmm. piece by piece. And then when we like make it really big, you can be like, "Oh, I got that." 
ball of lint. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Derek. Derek. I got a Q-tip. Oh. I think he needed And if, on the off chance, more than one person reviews this, we will we will give the, the first ten reviews. What do we do? Give him give him our cat? No, we're not going to tell him. We're not going to tell him. It could be a cat. A fun. It could be a turd. A f- <laughs> and that is the that's the fun game that we like to play. So okay, okay, cat or turd. <laughs> it's probably fine either way. So who the fa- the the first ten reviews that we get on our podcast are going to receive a special gift. From Rachel and I, that is from our of heart, our choosing our garbage hole, <laughs> and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be but really it's good. It's gonna time. be great. It's it won't be like a biohazard or anything uh-huh. you won't want to open up. It'll be a normal fucking human. I being cannot. Gift. I cannot. I'm not. Did not agree I, to that. I will make sure it's something you will maybe want. I won't. But maybe throw in the trash. I won't. I can't. I can't commit to that. I want people to give us reviews. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So it's gonna be. Oh my god, it might be a diamond ring. It could be an iPod. It could be an iPod. I does it? Does someone still have the shuffle? (laughs) I literally almost said iPod Touch. Whoa, they're so stoked! Like I can, my phone's buzzing right now, and there's so many reviews coming in. It could be. I honestly would pay money for your iPod Touch back in the day. I still have it. I think. Shut the fuck no, up. No, I might have I might have given it to Goodwill. Okay, guys, we gotta go. We gotta go. Okay. I gotta go home. I know. It's 11-11. Make a wish. 